Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where our mission, our focus, our passion is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. Whatever yeah, worldwide and whatever it means to all of them, right? I need, I need to start speaking that in different languages. Oh, I like that. What language are you going to speak it in? <laughs> I just know a couple, but I, I would be great, right? Like created like all your on your own terms, whatever that means to you in like so many different languages. Oh, I got some I got some social media graphics popping in my head. That'd be kind of cool. Um, we're going to be talking about your relationship to money and how it is literally everything. And it's foundational to be a successful real estate investor. I love this because it's all about the mindset, right? The everything, the projects that you are currently in progress, your life, it all started with a thought. So that's where we're going now and connecting the dots. Why money? It's in from the beginning into the end and how your relationship would affect actually how successful you are in real estate. That's what we are going to be focusing on today. Before we get into that story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, Andressa. So what I want to share are three key words. Okay. So we're going to keep, as we, as we teach on our mini-sodes and we teach in our community, in our Strive uh, membership, we really are trying to chunk things down and simplify, not overwhelm. It's everything we do, right? So we're, I'm going to talk about your money blueprint. I'm going to talk about your money personality. And I'm also going to talk about your beliefs. Okay. So those are the kind of the three things I'm going to share today on, on today's mini-sode. So this is a big topic, right? Your relationship to money and we hear a lot of women, you know, we have the honor and privilege to talk to a lot of women and money is literally the core of investing, right? You or someone has to have money to invest, right? We all know there's a lot of creative ways to finance deals, but money is a big part of our business and it's a big part of life, but certainly real estate investing, you know, buying the type of assets we're buying. So really, if you're going to do some work and you need to do work, right, all ongoingly on yourself and as you refine your investing strategies, that relationship to money is critical. So blueprint, let's talk about blueprint. I always like to say blueprint because what did you learn? I know this is done in a lot of different courses, but what did you learn as a kid about money? And so that really shapes us. Uh, you know, again, it's not what you heard. It might have been what you saw, right? And some people may have struggled with money. Some people... Uh, Parents maybe didn't value money. There's a whole litany, right? We'd have a, we, it's a whole long workshop we, we'd go into. But the key is what messaging did you get? Have you ever done that work where you really are clear on that blueprint piece? Did you hear money doesn't grow on trees? You know, money is the root of all evil. I don't know what you heard, Andressa, but I heard if it's free, take three. Meaning if there's things that are free, my parents always said to me, take three of them, not one, but three of them. That was a literally a joke, but a messaging that I got, right? So, and I'll get into what that served me and how it, it can sometimes limit me. But, but, but Andressa, what did you hear as a kid? It's, it's funny, right? Because looking back, when I look back, I did not know we were not rich. Mm. Not in the sense of luxury, but I can certainly affirm that every single thing that I wanted, I got it. Not in terms of, 
like I'm talking about food. I'm talking about experiences in in life. But my my dad was an excellent employee, not an excellent business owner. And I saw that. I was my teenager years when I saw him being an entrepreneur, quote unquote, and my mom managing the finances. No, 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 no. That was a recipe to disaster. And he went back to being an employee. Mm-hmm. And, and then my mom started uh, building her own business. Again, she was a great self-employed, not a business owner. So that became my my perspective. But uh, in terms of money, we never had this like, oh, we really are struggling here or experience fights among them between my dad and my mom. So I was blessed from that sense. But looking back, it was like, wow, they hit very well. I didn't, I didn't know. But now looking back, I, I can tell three kids, how the hell do they manage? Yeah. Really do what they did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, the whole free taking three is like the power of saving, right? Like yeah. you're more savers than, than spenders. And my parents were savers. You know, we lived in a, a, you know, very nice, but small home. We had three of us, you know, under the five of us under the roof. And so I remember growing up, we always had what we wanted and needed, but it was, there wasn't, you know, the sense of I was missing anything. I also right. never had memories of my parents fighting or, or hearing. Your, your, your sisters sleep in the same room or? Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and my sister for many, for many years. So the whole idea of like living below your means, you know, respecting money, right? Those are all really powerful foundations, right? You know, is that going to get you to, uh, you know, to to where you want to be it, in a foundational way? Yes. And then where's where can that also li- limit you at times? Right. Because if I'm always going, if it's free, take three, then I'm not coming from an abundant perspective. Right. <laughs> but anyway, you want to know what you were told and what did you experience? And there's some great resources out there to do that. But I would say get clear on your money pr- blueprint first. That then leads to your money personality. Typically, and I'm a big fan of all types of personality, you know, assessments. But I got this when Matt and I, uh, my husband and I went to T. Harvecker's The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind uh, Intensive Weekend, which is, which is one of the most powerful weekends right there with Landmark Forum, quite honestly, for us. Um, and it was all around the same time as 08, 09, mm-hmm. when we were really struggling, you know, uh, relationship-wise, financially, like pretty much holistically struggling. And uh, it was such a powerful weekend for us. And you get a sense of what your money personality is. And typically, I don't know if there's more, but I remember savers and spenders just because I'm a saver and, and Matt's a spender. So I remembered that very specifically. And I remember like sitting there and crying with him. Both of us were crying. And for some reason, pushing out for different reasons, well, I probably, probably for different reasons and for the, some of the same reasons. We we're talking about, you know, just some of the financial decisions we had made in the business to that point. And we were feeling really uh, guilty very badly. We didn't steal money or anything, but we just didn't make some some the smartest investment decisions at the, to, to date. Uh, and, you know, we really came together and said, you know, around the saving and the spending. And I and it really was the, the, the powerful breakthrough is then what are your beliefs, which is the third point I want to make is what beliefs do you have about money? And at that point, I really valued and so appreciated my blueprint of of saving and living below my means and taking one for the team and not paying myself and 
God, you know, as investors, right? We got to do that, you know, at the beginning. And then as you start to do, you know, you do a little better and you start to make more money here or you start to do some, you know, you start to really create that wealth and wealth building strategies, you, you keep acting that way. And that's where I really want to encourage you that your beliefs long term will limit your growth. Meaning that if I keep saying, right, living below my means, not that I don't want to ever live above my means. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think that's smart. But, you know, my husband and I got into the conversation is what if things cost versus the value they bring? And I had a real, I had to really learn that. And you emphasize that cost versus value, meaning it costs me, right, $200 for my, my lawn to get cut or $200 for the cleaners to come. Or I just had someone put my desk together and peep for me. And that was $500, you know, because he was there all day. Took him to put the desk together. Well, that now you should have hired my guy. I know. Wow. I should have your guy. But again, <laughs> then, what I what you have now, I could do I, I could have made that call a little differently, right? I said I should have paid him for the project. I had him just as had him voice in my head, pay for the project, not an hourly rate. Yes. But again, I was reminded of that this past weekend. However, I said, was that of value to me? Because then I went and wrote I wrote a book that Matt and I are writing together, investing with your spouse. Book about that. So was that a value to me to have that time so that something was happening? My point in saying this is knowing your blueprint, knowing your personality, and then lastly, learning about what beliefs are serving you and not serving you will really get you clear and more connected to your relationship to money. And for me, I love that I li- live below my means. I love that I'm a little bit of a saver, but there's points in my life that I have to say, let go of that. And what's the value in going away with my family and not worrying about you know, the cost. Again, not to put us in debt, because that's not smart, but what where you have to spend to enjoy life, which my husband is amazing at, because that's what he does. That's what he lives for. So that's what I got for this week. And I, I want to make a, a quick book recommendation called Die With Zero. So it's it's very challenging in some perspectives, but in others, you got to think about, okay, what are the experiences that I can do it now. Let's say for my my 70-year-old son, I can take him to a Disney cruise at seven, right? He doesn't want to, he's not going to want to do that at 14, right? So, and I don't know if a 10-year-old will want to do that or, so my, my point is that window that I have to have that experience, it is not his entire life. It is not all Thursday, like climbing a mountain or ice skating or or going fishing in Alaska, whatever that is, what is your window? So get that very clear. So then you're like investing your time and the value is there instead of looking at that as 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 a cost. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have more questions about your money print or how you're dealing with money, like struggles and how can you change that, please comment on our Facebook group community. We are here to support you and and guide you through it. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. You enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews? Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.